Welcome to episode 12 of Two Guys, One Dice Cup. Uh, this episode is entitled Little Green Goblin Men. Uh, my name is Al Goldeneye Unicorn, and thankfully I am also joined by... Phil from our Ashes Scared. Thank God, Phil. Can't believe this is episode 12. Uh, <laughs> and in the yeah. same way that I couldn't believe it was episode you know, 11 or 10. It's just crazy. Or nine or eight. Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. other ones in between. Yeah. I thought there might have been a point where we, we might have lost interest or really started to hate each other, but um, it's really good that we've kept it going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, rookie coaches, uh, the votes have been tallied and uh, going by the title of tonight's or today's podcast, uh, Little Green Goblin Men, we are going to be talking about goblins uh, in our rookie coaches section. So hopefully you guys can stay tuned for that. It should be quite exciting to find out um, what the, the little little green bastards can get up to um, at tournament and league level. But Phil, what's, uh, we've, we've actually had to write show notes for this one because we've got so much to talk about. Yeah, we've very much uh, pantsed the last two episodes on the show notes front uh, where we've uh, just kind of sat and uh, tried to guess what we were <laughs> talking about around yeah. the rookie coaches section but this time yes we actually sat and wrote some show notes so that's exactly uh, the positive step positive step yeah because rookie coaches the rookie coaches section is the sort of the anchor uh, but everything else around it just sort of dresses it up but we had to concentrate on the dressing up because it's it's been a busy four weeks and it has been four weeks hasn't it yes aye so let's jump Let's jump straight into section one uh, on the games front. And going by the show notes, mate, I think I get to lead off. Yeah, you can uh, regale us with your shenanigans. Shenanigans. So all um, all my gaming has revolved around our League of Extraordinary Linemen, which um, you guys will know that uh, Phil's organised and we're playing on Fumble. Uh, still adhering to the 2016 uh, rule set. Which is still great to a great great set of rules to play with. And now, Phil, you'll have to remind me. In the previous episode, I was in the guts of a horrible, horrible start to the season, wasn't I? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So it it didn't stop. <laughs> it actually got worse. Everybody. <laughs> it actually got worse. There was um. But the, the games I've played, there's been lots of thrills and lots of kills. It has been a shit show. So the next the next game that came up, which still hurts me, was against GWI 18 fucking 189 lockdown uh, Gordon, <laughs> whatever, his, whatever yeah. his stupid math name is, uh, against his um, Chaos Pack. And we uh, he wasn't on... Uh, voice chat that night, but Phil, Jamie, and a couple of other guys were on voice chat, <laughs> so they they joined me because um, our game was the sort of the last one of that evening, and uh, it kicked off quite poorly against me. It was a pitch invasion, and five of my guys got stunned, and uh, Gordon had received the ball, and he just laid the boot in first block uh, casually, badly hurt off the pitch. All right, yeah, 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 suck it up. And then it all becomes a bit of a blur, I have to say, everybody. Uh, but the casualties kept on pouring in against me. And they weren't just, you know, little slaps in the face. It was uh, minus one movement, 
minus one movement, minus one armor value, one poor fucker got minus one strength. Uh, and I think somebody actually died. Somebody, uh, I'm sure somebody died. No, you just, you, you did, uh, you got the four that you mentioned uh, yeah. there, but no, no deaths and this one time badly right. hurt. So Actually, you know uh, who did die that game? Me. My heart died. <laughs> uh, Gordon, Gordon just piled on the heart against my team. And if it wasn't for being on the voice chat, I I would have thrown my mouse against the wall and screamed. <laughs> um, but the guys kept my spirits up, kept me laughing. And I managed to pull off a few sort of tasty moves that were to, to no real avail. Because um, I think Gordon got complacent with, you know, being so many players up. And he, he must have known that I was so demoralised. Um, he often left his ball carrier exposed. So I was able to sort of delay the scoring. I mean, what was the final score? It was 2-1 to Gordon? It was 2-1, yeah. I, yeah. It, it, wasn't as, it wasn't as tight as it... Uh, sorry, it wasn't as bad as it as it probably felt for you, I think, in the end. Uh, there were some, some great moments. Uh, yeah, in fact, you, the... almost, you almost, you almost uh, ruined the game in terms of his uh, drive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was, and, there was so moments, but... Yeah. I think the, the biggest moment, though, dice-wise, was the five-plus dodge into his half-cage, the two <laughs> dice uphill against the ball carrier, and then rolling double pow. It was and great, yeah. It was great. And for those of you that know that uh, you can put commands into fumble if you're in the spectator stand to boo and cheer, and everybody was just booing anything that Gordon did. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it raised my spirits, but it was... In the end, it was a defeat. Uh, and after coming out of that, I had to sack a whole bunch of players and basically rebuild my team. And in coming from that that match, there was a great sort of discussion point uh, for my team was that I had no apothecary. And, you know, granted that there was a, a huge swing of horrific casualties that in an apothecary would have, you know, stemmed the flow a little bit but you know three or four other casualties would have gone through but it highlighted for me that an apothecary was needed uh, and that needed to happen so um, you know I needed to work on that though because all my I spent all my cash on new players which was pretty <laughs> sad uh, but that did lead into the next game and the next <sighs> game was against Phil from Harash's Cairns and yeah. so I think I know that you'll get to discuss this during your um you know on the games front, but I guess why don't we just bat it backwards and forwards so you can skip it to yeah, yeah. our game I'm, our game twice. We'll talk about it once. Uh I think yeah. the fact that you that you had such a, a hiding in the previous game mm-hmm. uh meant that your inducements uh greatly favoured uh, you in the game, uh, basically, because uh, it ended up being game winning. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to that point. <laughs> we did well, as as you said, I have to say what my inducement was. Uh, it was I think I had one hundred and seventy grand. Yeah, yeah, an inducement about that. Um, um, and there was lots of um and an about what to take, but in the end, it just settled for bog standard wizard. A uh, take a wizard and I know that both 
myself and Phil, we debriefed on this a little bit after the game, but when I went into the game, uh, in my mind, I was playing for a 1-1 draw or a 0-0 draw. Um, you know, because I should say that I've never never managed to beat Phil in a game in any format that we, we think. Definitely not a tournament environment. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure until this game, you've, you've never beaten me in any... Oh, you've just fucking ruined league. it. You've ruined the story. Ah, well... Yeah, fucker. Yes, I beat Phil. Yes. Band aid it. Player in the world. <laughs> um, oh, I get, I get but, beat all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Steal my, steal my glory. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was a game where I had decided that it was going to be one-one. And by taking the wizard, I knew that I could, um, with reasonable reliability, hold that in hand and wait until Phil was going to score, and then zap him stop the scoreline and as long as if I could, you know, not score or prevent any further loss of uh, touchdowns, then it would be nil-nil or 1-1. And that was that. And I think, Phil, you received, didn't you? Yeah, I misclicked and ended up receiving by accident um, when I didn't really want to. Um, So I I kind of, I ended up I didn't didn't score ridiculously early. I, I scored earlier than I wanted to because uh, I think it was it was either turn three or four. Yeah, and, and that was because I think I'd lost a player by that point. Um, yes, yes, or you at least had. a couple you... of KOs or, or something like that. I was down players, and I needed I needed to get a score on the sheet before it, I got turned over. Effectively, yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure at least two players were off the pitch for a variety of reasons. And I had put uh, reasonable pressure on the ball, yeah, um, just to sort of push push it along, and uh, and you scored turn three or four, and then in return, obviously I received, and then I instantly caged up, and then just started chipping chipping forward, uh, and just sort of because you you were you did a, a very good job in defence. You know, put up a, a column defence type thing, so I was only ever able to um, throw the one the one block through the blitz. Um, Actually, we're, we're, both, we're both completely wrong here, are we? Yeah, you, uh, you received. Um, How did that happen? I can't remember. So yeah, you received, and then you scored a touchdown really late on. I tell you, uh, tell you why. Cause I had two turns to score, and. My dice defeated me at the end of the first oh, half. Yeah, sorry. It feels like we're... Yeah, sorry. Everything we just said, that was the second Bullshit. half. Bullshit. Nonsense. That was no, the second that half, was, yeah. That was the second <laughs> half, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the first the first half. The first half was pretty generic in that I caged up, grinded forward, was just throwing a blitz a turn, trying to pick off a player, and I actually did. I think I'm sure I picked off two players, KO'd one. That's it, Feels yeah. about right. And then... Uh, I still had to make a bit of a dicey break for it because uh, Phil's defence was still quite sound, but made it through, got a late touchdown, and you couldn't return fire at the end well, of the first half. Yeah, I, I I could have, but my dice just fucked me. You know, like I had yeah. that. Um, um, so I've got a couple of plus edge players and a plus move player, uh, two plus move players actually now. Um, and I had it 
I had a movement seven player well screened off and in, in place for uh, receiving the ball and uh, fluffed the two plus pass to that player mm-hmm. um, in my turn seven. Um, you put a pretty good solid defensive line in um, for stopping me from scoring in my turn eight. But all I needed was a um, like a like I just needed a push or something like that um, to kind of create space. And then I ended up uh, just failing uh, failing the pickup because the pass failed. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even get I didn't even get the chance to do the the dodges into the uh, into tackles or stuff. Because uh, I I failed a two plus in each turn with a reroll in each turn, and then when it gets to that second half, when you um, were looking to score early, yeah, it, it was at that point that's where I had to make a crucial wizard decision. Was that if I had to wizard you there, the ball would still be in my half with yeah. you know a reasonable number of your players. So I would be scrambling to make some sort of defence uh, to prevent you from scoring, and I wasn't confident I could do that. So I let I let the score happen, and that meant that I had got it to one one, which in my head was like, you know what, I'm happy with one one. That's a good result. Uh, so then that second half, I started grinding forward and placed myself into a an okay scoring position, but. That's when I had the wizard ready to sort of make make that play work for me, um, or I could have sat back, kept the one one, and then had the wizard in hand just in case uh, Phil had popped the ball. But it got into the stage where I was more confident that the wizard would be better used as an offensive offensive piece. Uh, and what turn did I use it on? It was literally on turn eight. Was it turn sixteen? Yeah, your turn uh, turned sixteen, um, which I mean, I I I'd set up as as strong a defence as I could possibly get with uh, oh, and the it numbers was. and stuff, and, and it was column um, defence across. It was even if you, the only way you were going to get anything was if the wizard knocked down at least one of my players. Yeah, uh, and and as I should yeah. say to the to the rookie coaches listening that. It was uh, Phil had three players lined up in this column defence uh, in front of or near one of the better players I had in a scoring position, and so I brought the fireball down, and I managed to get the one at the end, which was probably if I had to choose only one, it would have been him to clear. Yes, it was the right one that went down out of yep. all of the ones that were there. Yeah. Um, so that, but that opened but the, even then, that's still like that's still kind of left you with a load of rolls to get through as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure there was a. I think the ball carrier had to make a three plus dodge, and then there was a three plus handoff. Then I'm sure there was a four plus, three plus, two plus after that. Yeah, uh, there was a couple of. Uh, yeah, so there was, there was a, a handoff hand and a tackle zone for starters. Yeah, yeah then, well that that was the three yeah, plus. Yeah. Uh, then there was. There was a four plus dodge into two tackle zones. Then there's a three plus dodge into one tackle zone. Then a two plus dodge into open air, uh, and then he was away. 
but I think it was you a, used, I think you used a, your reroll on the uh, on the handoff as well. So everything yes. after that was uh, was just dicey. Like uh, yep. it could have gone either way. Um, but the, I mean, the, I'm, I'm really happy with the way I played. But the key decision making was based around the wizard when to use and not to use, and it was a good for me a good lesson or a good reminder lesson on on wizard use. Absolutely, that. you definitely made the right choice as far as yeah. wizard use was uh, concerned yeah. in that one. Uh, it was hundred really percent. Yeah, so that was in in the chain of games that was a great win to get and my first win of that season. So I was extremely happy. And afterwards, having won, got a bit of cash into the uh, the treasury and finally bought the apothecary. Thank you very much. Uh, the <laughs> next game was against uh, Ross Anderson, um, Hipster Potter. Again, uh, he had his um, slan, Leapy Frogs of Doom. Now, for some reason, sadly, I've forgotten a high portion of this game, other, other than the feeling that it was super tactical. Uh, and it was very, very knife-edge type stuff, that if one sort of failed positional move or failed dodge would leave each other exposed. Uh, the only inducement, I had a, a Bloodweiser babe or, or keg, I suppose, as they are now. Um, so the team values are pretty close. And it was classic bullshittery on both counts uh, to make to make it work, but I managed to get a win in and uh, one of the best plays, or one of the scarier plays, was was uh, a standard lineman had to do a three plus dodge, two plus dodge, a three plus pick up in a tackle zone, then dodge out, then go and had to hand off to another guy who was in two tackle zones, who then had to dodge out and run for it to get one of my touchdowns. It was pretty bloody cool. And what made it better was that there was people watching the game. Much applause. It was a. Uh, I, I think I missed that one, uh, or didn't see all of it, at least anyway. But yeah, I, I watched it back the following day, and it was it was good stuff. Yeah, it was a really tight tactical game, and uh, look, there was a few there was a few dice malfunctions that happened, um, some really odd stuff that we couldn't quite track. Both myself and Ross. Ross. Ross did a throw. It seemed to somehow go backwards, and we couldn't quite work out how it, how that happened in the dice um, sort of statistic area. But uh, so we were both a bit baffled by that. Um, but I'm sure it was completely legal, uh, you know, because it, it fucked him up, which made me happy. Uh, so now that was that was a really good game. I, I really appreciated that that win. And then next up was Kyle. Nice, good space, old space, space Gandalf. Space Gandalf, the wee hairy bastard himself with his uh, beastman. And again, team values were pretty close. It was a good tactical game, but I uh, I made two mistakes. Because um, he, he did a slow grind to get his touchdown, and then I got to respond in my last two turns, but I forgot to leave somebody far enough forward in a scoring position. That was the end of the first half, so he was he was one 0 up, and then in the second half, I was quite happy to play for a one one draw again, and I think uh, Kyle knew that. So in Kyle's defence, he 
I think it was around turn three or four, I had a nice cage and was sort of grinding forward, very similar to what I did to yourself. Yeah. He left the corridor open for me to see if I would take the bait. And uh, I decided not to, which was still the right call. That wasn't a mistake, but um, one of the mistakes happened, and it was more a misclick. Uh, I stood a guy up and ended his move, whereas he should have stood up and then dodged out to, to get further into Kyle's half. Yeah. Because I, need, I needed another scoring piece. And um, and that, that, that ended that. The biggest, the biggest drawback for that game, though, was the number of skulls I was rolling. And we, we hardly ever look at the dice statistics, mate, but I went in and I rolled <laughs> yeah. seven... I rolled 71 block dice. So 77 total block seven, dice. And 19 of them were skulls. Yeah. Yeah, so they were eating up the rerolls that I had. Uh, and it consisted of four sets of double skulls. There was uh, one set of skull, reroll, skull, single dice. And then there was just a scatter of skulls throughout. And they ate up the rerolls so that at the end, to get my touchdown, all I needed was a three-plus pass and a two-plus catch. and Obviously, didn't have a reroll, so failed the three-plus throw. Uh, and then the ball bounced, scattered, and then he was able to recover and get it into a, a good place of safety. So it was a 1-0 loss, but it was, a, it was a game where I think my conservative play uh, probably could have taken more risks to get more reward for that one. Um, yeah, I think... Which is a bit fact, sad. The fact that you... Took out two of his players as well. Um, yes. Yep. And you still yep. had a full full eleven, pretty much. All, I mean, you didn't. I think you only had. A, in fact, you only lost a player in the last turn. To a yeah. cable. No, it was. As, as I said, it was a. I played conservatively, and I probably played too conservatively, and and it's. I don't regret it. It was a good, good tactical game. Um. But now that I've got to the end of my little section of the show notes, I've, um, I've just read one of my other little notes I've reminded myself. And it was something I did against Gordon, and it was anger reroll. <laughs> <laughs> really early on in the game, and I, I was just bleeding pieces. I, um, I was really fucking pissed off because he had inducements against me, and he had, um, was it Bomber Drill, Dribble Snow? Yeah, aye, that was yeah. uh, that was part and of the bomber was, game, I think. He was shitting me to tears um, just by his presence on the pitch. So I, I managed to get a block on him, a two-dice block, and I didn't put him down. So I just went, ah, fuck you, and um, anger re-rolled it. And I, th- I think I fucking knocked myself out. Aye, um, it was a bad, it was a it, bad re-roll. Bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was uh, that, an interesting one, that, yeah. Yeah. But for me, that was um, that was the four games that I managed to play, and you know, the league, the league of extraordinary uh, linemen has continued to provide me enjoyment, and you know, I think we've got only one more game left of the season. Yeah, and I, will, I will. I'm not going to finish bottom. I hope. Can't no, you can't. You now. can't. Hip, hipster Potter is bottom all day, every day. He's uh, his team have done abysmal. Uh, zero wins, one draw, five losses. Uh, yep. uh, six games so far. So, yeah, well, yeah. This is the seventh game's the last one, and it's from 
my position up, so I'm fourth at the moment. Any any yeah. of the four well, of us can win. So well, well, that's it, mate. So let's let's hear about your games. What have you been up to? I know you've had. Uh, a, I've played even busier month than I have. I've played uh, four games in the league alignment, two in the Aberdeen league, um, and two online against uh, J Bone as well. Um, wow. On his Twitch channel, so I've played quite a quite a bit more than I would normally do. Um, busy, busy. But yeah, I think I'll talk I'll talk about the lineman league stuff. Seeing as we're uh, we're chatting about that at the moment, anyway. Uh, first, um, so my season's been a little bit better than last season when I finished in fifth. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think where were we with uh, you started with your game against Gordon, didn't you? So I played. Yeah. Um, I played uh, Stephen Brand, um, and he uh, he and I drew one one, and that was just a, a pretty tactical game. Uh, there were some amazing moments in that, um, like the uh, the bet Stephen took a, a hail mary pass guy, um, a couple of uh, things back uh, games back. And uh, yeah. I, I, I misclicked again. I'm really shit for not paying attention at the start of the game and just clicking stuff. And I, I elected to receive on that one um, and didn't mean to. Uh, and I think he ended up uh, turning me over um, or I turned myself over and he binned the ball like miles away from me. And... Uh, and that effectively stopped me from scoring. But then, literally, the next play, I killed the Hail Mary pass guy. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I killed him. So that guy got his fucking just desserts. I uh, tell you that. So, sorry for nothing with that. Yeah. So he definitely uh, sort of ended up feeling the pain on the, on the, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And then there was, uh, there was a couple of other things as well. Um, he scored in his uh, in his drive, and then I got a touchdown late on in his drive. But I'd put it got to that posi- uh, position where he just had to score just to stop it from uh, from from it being a um, like a nil nil. He needed to try and win, so he got the touchdown. Then, but that left me with plenty of time to score, and I did. Um, so that was fine. One one against him's fine because at the moment he's sitting on on top of the league, so I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, we've discussed our game, uh, which was a loss for me. Um, the next game after that, I took it out on JC, uh, Jamie in our, uh, from Aberdeen, and uh, beat him 2-0. And that, like I talked about conservative play, I'm, I'm known for my conservative play. I'm a particularly conservative player. Um, but I had the opportunity to do some total Mickey Mouse bullshit in this one. Um, Such as, well, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember if you were watching or just uh, uh, catching up on the chat in the the Facebook group. Uh, but it got to his turn. I think it was. Let's have a look. I can be more accurate about. It, I think. Uh, yep. Yeah, so it got to his turn. I scored in my drive. He didn't score in the time that he had to. Well, I gave him three turns to score. He didn't score in his drive. He got. He was just grinding his way up the pitch, grinding his way up the pitch. But he was removing my players like left, right, and centre. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he he made ten injury rolls, and only and just just over, in fact, forty percent of them were removals. Uh, mm-hmm. So there was, was a pretty healthy. <laughs> chunk of my players off in the second half and the first half um so i was right down on players at this point um and he f- i managed to to get the ball out of his uh hands um and he went for the pickup in fact he no he turned over himself i think uh he went for a pickup and uh failed the pickup and it left the ball in two tackle zones. Uh, no, three tackle zones, rather. And I'd left, just just to the off chance, I'd left a player, just two well, two players, actually, in, the, in his half. One to stop them from getting killed. And two, uh, just in case something happened. Um, and because he'd failed the pickup without picking one of those guys up, it meant I had two players free in his half. Oh, so they were unmarked, completely so they unmarked. Were, they were unmarked completely. So I thought, right, you know something, I've got a re-roll here, I can do this, let's just give it a, a bash. So yeah. I had a, a one-dice block with a wrestle piece to to give me anything but a skull on one of the guys that was in the uh, the three that were in the tackle zones and uh, knocked him down. So that meant there was two tackle zones to fall. I then had to dodge out one of my plus edge players, pick it up in two tackle zones, mm-hmm. hand it off to another plus edge player, run it up to the middle of the pitch, and pass it to one of the uh, the guys who was further forward. All of that came off like no problem at all. all I, think I've ever had a, I don't think I've ever elf bullshitted anybody, but that was it. That was the that was the elf bullshitting with the uh, plus edge Amazons. And it just sailed up the pitch. And at that point, I had one player in a position so that he he had one player who could potentially dodge out and hit the guy. But I just left a a player on him and um, he failed a a four-up dodge, which was the only way he could get a one dice on the player. It was a bludger he would have been hitting anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just sort of hightailed it into the end zone uh, over the next two turns and scored in turn... 16 and came away with a 2 0 win, so that well, that was good. Um, be pretty happy was, with that, yeah. He was uh, he was spitting nails at uh, at the two plus pickup fail that cost him the game, though. It was uh, it was a tough one to swallow, I think. And then my last game, so last week's one, uh, was against Brian. Um, his NAF name's Amroth. Um, He's a good guy, uh, and it's a nice. bloody good, bloody good NAF name. Yes, and he's a, it, the thing is with Brian. He's uh, he's he was this is only a second season because he joined uh, the season after we all started. Uh, but he's just kind of he's come in, played his games, and he's a good laugh to chat to uh, while we're talking uh, about the game while we're playing. And when he gets beaten, he takes it like a champ. Like yeah. He's he's one of the one of the guys, uh, one of those guys you like playing, uh, just because of it. His attitude towards play. Um, he also does pull off some ridiculous bullshit at times, uh, <laughs> but that's uh, 
<laughs> That's just the way it is. But that game was like, I think it was just a case of tactics and the opposite from what happened in my game with you, uh, where I didn't score in my two-turn attempt. Right. Uh, it, it, it came off. So I scored a yet again a misclick, and I just elected to re- uh, receive. Um, no, 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 no. That's not. That's not true. Uh, that was another game. Uh, I um, he scored, then I scored in my uh, in two turns at the end of his draw, and then I scored in my six left in three turns, and his uh, dice just failed him in the last couple of turns. He failed to pick up, and he couldn't get guys far enough forward. Then I popped the ball with a uh, one dice uh, wrestle spitball uh, effort. Um, and then he just couldn't he couldn't make it work. I mean, he had inducements on me as well. He had uh, with a grass double drool, which is a good player to play, uh, star player to use against Amazons. Yeah. And it was a it was a tough old game that it went. It could have gone like, one one would probably have been a fairer result, uh, but fair results uh, don't really kind of <laughs> come into it with this. Um, and I think that should bring me on to. The end of the sort of table for that at the end. So, like I said, we're in in our last game now, and from fourth position up. So, uh, Stephen Brands is currently in first. Space Gandalf, who's in second. Gordon, who's in third, and myself in fourth. Any of the four of us can win, uh, depending on the results at the end of the last thing. Uh, I can't go any further down than fourth. Um, neither can um, can Gordon, because um, Jamie's in fifth on five points. We're all on eight or nine. So yeah, it's yeah, going to be pretty much done. Yeah, it's it's. I'll either I'll either. So I'm playing Space Gandalf in my last game. Um, Gordon is playing Jamie. Um and um Ross is playing uh Stephen Brands, so um yes. there's a couple of so Ross is Ross has got nothing to play for other than pride. So if he if he gets a uh a, a win, then that's at least a season with a win in the under the the hood. And he doesn't go winless for a whole season. Um yeah, because we would not let him forget that. No, no, we will absolutely rip the shit out of him for the entire time. <laughs> um, Jamie's always hard to play against, so depending on how that goes, um, uh, Gordon might might have a game in his hands there. But the, I think the the one that the one that's uh, got most to lose or win is myself versus Space Gandalf because I yeah. honestly can't stand that little wizard cunt. Winning a second season in a row, <laughs> so, gonna have to be uh, uh, pulling out the stops there. But his team took such a hiding in the last couple of games, yeah. Uh, that I, on paper, uh, he'll have to be rolling a lot of pows um, to make it work, um, or have the dice with him. Uh, but ah, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm happy enough with finishing fourth. Um, if I could. Finish a little bit higher. That's that's fine. Um, yeah. That at the grand as well. That's still a good, still a good league. So, uh, yeah. the rookie coaches and other listeners can 
find out how it all transpired in the next episode. Yep. Uh, the other stuff I've been playing, so I, I had a final game of uh, the February event um, in the Aberdeen League. Um, and I played a guy called Callum, uh, who's a, one of a, our new uh, league members. He's joined since since lockdown. Um, and I beat him 2-1 with my Nurgle. He was running Dark Elves. Um, and that was just a case of uh, my dice were shit in the first half. His were even shitter in the second half. Uh, and it just kind of ended up being a, a bit of a rout in the end. Um, I, I rolled a lot of turnovers in the second half, but still managed to get a second touchdown in. But he scored really early in the first half um, to allow me plenty of time to score in the second half. Uh, sorry, in the, in the first half, as well as get the touchdown in the second half. But I had to roll some bullshit for to do that. Uh, the other game in the Aberdeen League, so the way we've got it set up is we play like many events, and uh, the March event is a mini TV 1100 tournament. Um, basically using that as a bit of a test to see how that works on Fumble, uh, because I want it's likely that we're going to have to run Granite Bowl online this year uh, as part of some sort of, uh, hopefully as part of some sort of series in the, uh, the Scottish sort of setup with a couple of the other TOs. Um, so now I know that's working. Um, I had my first game in that against Gordon and uh, ended up losing in that one, 1-0, I think, was the end result. Uh, and it was that was down to some absolute GWI bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think when when you when I worked out the probability of what happened happening, it was like ridiculously low, like less than a percent uh, chance of it actually coming off. He had a four plus dodge to hit Roxy. With uh, like, uh, with for one dice, now he he made the four plus dodge, uh, but then sculled the uh, the one dicer, uh, so he burned the reroll there to knock Roxy down. Now the the following sequence of results, anything different happening here, would have been a nightmare for him, and I would have scored. No questions at the next turn. But he removed Roxy, badly hurt, uh, so out for the rest of the game. He caught the, the bouncing ball. He then rolled two four-plus dodges and two go-for-its in sequence. All of that without a re-roll. <laughs> just all of it came off. And it was just, uh, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I popped the ball um, the next turn with a one dice. I had to do a, a fair bit of stuff with that. So I and I removed his tackle piece, which again was was equally as uh, sort of unlikely in terms of the the way it was going. Maybe not as unlikely in terms of the probability there, but it was still unlikely. Um, and then recovered the ball, and I had a four plus pass three up catch, and if if I'd if I could have gone one square further forward, I would have made it a three up, three up, uh, and I would have I would have passed and scored. Um, but then he um, um, 
he'd put two players in in, in reasonably solid positions, uh, which meant that uh, um, he had a uh, he had a, a good chance of uh, stopping the, the score from happening, and did so. And then he just beat the shit out of me in the second half because I had no uh, no no uh, sort of special tricks in the box running the Roxy build of the Amazons uh, and uh, and without her, without Roxy and it just just didn't go particularly well. So it was ends up one nil. I think. A draw might have been a fairer result, but played for and, and got, you know, like, a, would yeah. I have done exactly the same? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's exactly, it's exactly what you expect. And playing against Gordon's always a tough game. Always a tough game. It is. It really is. Yeah. A really competent player. And in the last couple of games online, I, um, I played uh, J-Bone from the Double Skulls podcast. Uh, on his Twitch channel, so you play like one game on the Wheel of Misfortune, which basically the the wheel randomly chooses the two teams. So I ended up with Norse against his uh, Underworld, and um, it was the UKTC rules from 2020. And I'm so frazzled right now; I can't remember what the what the skill packages were. But I had a perfect half uh, on his drive and just beat his, beat the shit out of his team with the Norse um, and then failed a three-up pass to to, uh, to score effectively. Uh, I still would have had a three-up handoff as well, but I couldn't pick up the ball to save my life in the turn before that after him binning it to try and stop me from scoring. Um, and then... So I burned a reroll there, and then I just couldn't pass the ball. So that stopped me from scoring in his drive. I then played a perfect eight-turn drive where I just battered my way up the pitch, uh, smooshed some players around, made one tactical error but got away with it, um, and scored in my turn 16, uh, only to have him uh, get all of the KOs back, including the troll, because the troll had been out for most of the uh, the. Well, for the last couple of turns of the first half and pretty much all of the second half. Uh, and I think he had six six KOs come back or five and one didn't, maybe. Uh, he had no re-rolls at that point but got a free re-roll on the uh, um, kick-off result. So oh, that dear. Gave, that the one-turn attempt, which he was going to go for anyway, uh, which everybody would have. And he had to make a three plus pickup, a one plus go for it, a three plus handoff in disturbing presence ta- uh, territory from the snow troll, and then also the um, really stupid, always hungry, so two plus two plus, then a four plus throw because of, of disturbing presence. Uh, he failed the so he made all of that. He failed the three plus landing, uh, and then rerolled it and and passed it, and then had to make uh, three dodges because I had not gone into the end zone uh, right next to the end zone. I'd gone one further forward. Yep. So he had to make multiple dodges uh, to actually score, um, and he waltzed straight into the end zone, and uh, we tied one one. 
so that would have a stung. Little, a little bit disappointing because it was just down to dice at the end. Um, the other game was an abomination. <laughs> so basically, um, it was uh, we decided that because we are both uh, beardy men uh, with uh, round about forty, that we would play a mirror match. Uh, so what we got was rolled the the dice on the the wheel of misfortune again, and it landed on viewers' choice. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody in the Twitch stream knows how much both of us hate ogres or playing as ogres. I, mean, I don't mind uh, playing them that much, but I don't. I would never want to play them, especially not in a competitive environment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, they picked ogres. So we had an o- ogre bidder. Uh, we were allowed to choose different skills and different teams, but we were both played ogres. I had a six ogre build. She had a few. Uh, or he had one more snotling than I did, and a bribe. And the dice were just awful for me the entire way through the first half. So he kicked to me, and he removed. A card ogre in in his first two turns each turn, so I was two uh, KO'd two of them, and they didn't come back until like right at the end of the second half. So I was two ogres down for most of the game. I murdered a couple of his noblars. Uh, he managed to get the ball and score. Um, although I although there was some shenanigans in, involved in that as well, my drive. But then the second half, because I had less ogres and stuff, and I'd taken any of his off, it just my team just felt a bit. So I ended up three nil, uh, which I, I think was the probably the second worst blood bowl defeat I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, after the NAF Championships thrashing that uh, um, No Number gave me uh, with his Wood Elves a couple of years ago, so it was still a really fun game. I mean, we had a good laugh. There was some good chat. But yeah, it was uh, it was classic. It's fun as a bit. Oh well, that so it's been a long chat about playing online, but we have actually played a lot of fucking stuff online. We've actually played a lot of games, so you know, get yeah. up here. Yeah. Makes a change because uh, we we we've been pretty um, consistent in maybe playing three or four games uh, in between uh, chats. Um, but yep. I, that, that, that's fairly up to a little bit in the last uh, last that's month. Good. But the cool thing is, the next section, what's on the table? We've also been pretty fucking busy. I think you've been busier than me. Um. Well, yeah. Look, I've, I'll I'll kick into it. So, what's on the table? What have I done hobby wise? So, uh, last episode, best endeavors. As we all know, the running saga of myself getting my hobby section, hobby area set up has been completed. And uh, on the table, I have got the Imperial Nobility team from the box set, plus a few extra pieces um, to sort of bulk out the team uh, a little bit more. And I'd made the pledge that I would would 100% complete the team. I have failed that, which... uh, you know, look, I'm not. I'm not surprised I failed. It was a, it was a big promise, and I was over overestimating my uh, my skills at that point. But I've I've made a good dent 
into the painting. And I think everybody will remember from the last episode I said that I was going to do a nice black and white colour scheme. And one of the reasons I picked black and white was to not so much limit the amount of painting that I would have to do, because obviously I'd have to highlight the black, but just to control the colour palette. Well, that plan went tits. As soon as I got the models properly cleaned up and put a black undercoat on them, I realised that black and white wasn't going to do them justice, just because they're such nice miniatures. And you know, everybody will have, you know, that's bought the box set, you don't have to have built them yet. You just have to look at them to know that they're really nice. So I decided to switch up and go for um, purple and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, purple, purple is one of my favourite colours to to work with. So I'm still playing within a you know my sort of safe area because it's the first project I've done in ten months. You know, painting, and I'm really happy with what's what's coming off the end of the brush. I mean, it's not it's not up to the sort of top end standard that that I know is within me, but it's going to be a nice looking team when it comes out. Aye, from so, what I've seen so far, yeah, it's looking really good. Yeah. No, I've, I've not really splashed too many pictures around anywhere, but, um, you know, everybody's, all the miniatures have got paint on them. I think every miniature where the white is, I've just got the last highlight to white to do. And the reason I've left the, the, the white highlight till last is that I need to put all the purple on. And the last white highlight will give me the opportunity to tidy up any mistakes I make with the purple when it goes on. Mm-hmm. Just because the purple and the white always sit so close to each other on the miniatures. Um, what else have I done? I'm looking right at them. Far out, Brussels sprite. Can't remember. Oh, yeah. I've been painting for over 20 years. And this is the first time I'm actually counting how many separate pots of paint get used in the painting of this project. Uh, current running total is 27. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realised it's like, fucking nothing simple with me. Like, you know, keep it, keep a simple colour palette. Because uh, I don't know what, what other people's habits are, but when I am working on a project, uh, I will have all the paints out that I'm using on that project, and they'll all live in little clumps on the painting table you know yeah, so, i'm the same you know all the skin skin tones are clumped together all them um, i'm using a sort of brass uh what is it warp block bronze mm-hmm. uh, as the base for the the sort of metal armor on them so all the metallic sort of stuff that's in a corner uh, to do the white i've got you know gray dark gray light gray white that's in a corner purple there's four different fucking pots for the purple uh, you know, I've got touches of blue, so I'm currently on 27, and that is without having decided what colour the feathers are. I haven't done everybody's hair yet, and uh, what else? The bases haven't been haven't been done. And the reason that is, there's just so much good detail on these models. You know, every time I go back to them, I'm, I'm spotting something new that I need to think of. You know, what what do what are you going to be? Fucking buckles and studs and. You know, I've decided to um, do a freehand to Scottish flag on each model, but sometimes there'll be two, so that's cool. So that meant, you know, I need two different types of blue uh, to make that work. But now, pretty good. Really, really happy with that. 
and what else is on the table? Well, nothing else is getting painted. You know, I'm trying to f- focus on on just the one painting project. But uh, rookie coaches and other listeners from the last episode will remember when I said that I wasn't going to spend any money because I didn't need anything. Da-da! Wrong. <laughs> You're a liar. A liar. Lie to myself. I have easily spent 150 pounds on stuff. 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 Um. Did I mention? I can't remember what I said last episode. Was I sold all the Soviet army that I had? Did I say? Did well, I, yeah, I think you mentioned that you were selling it or oh, going right, cool. to sell it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I sold it. Really happy. Uh, got a really good. Well, I was happy with the price that I got because I, I set the price. Um, one buyer scooped it up within about half an hour, and then both gone, paid up, sweet, got the money, and so then. I uh, I needed to get a new bolt action army project ready for you know a couple of months, so I've decided to get another Soviet army. And people will just be wondering what the fuck are you doing. Uh, but one of the beautiful things about World War Two history is the variation and for the Russians on what they did. And I'm not going to bore you because you're Blood Bowl players and you don't want to listen to this crap, but. Uh, imagine if all the sailors from a World War II battleship got off, picked up rifles, and then just started fighting um, in a, in a uh, bombed-out city. I'm doing that. So it's it's got some historical accuracy in that the Soviet Navy got blocked up in port cities every now and then, and they just got their sailors off the boats, handed them out rifles, still in their black uh, Navy uniforms, and just got told to go and fight. So yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, I mean, one one of the good things I've done, though, or one of the things I feel like I've done well, is that I'm supporting an independent supplier. So instead of putting my order straight to the the manufacturer, Warlord Games, uh, I've actually um nice little sort of third-party supplier down in England. Um, he's taken care of all my sort of orders for this army. And he's given me a really sharp price. I'm not going to mention them by name because it's not it's not that sort of plug. What I'm trying to say to our listeners is that as we're coming out of this lockdown or, you know, hopefully we're coming out of our, our COVID lockdowns, is just remember to, you know, support your, your local gaming stores if you can. Or if you find a small supplier online, try and put some money their way for, for your upcoming projects. That would be a good thing to do. Uh, and it's something I am really happy that I've done, uh, and and his customer service was was excellent. Um, on top of that, I think included maybe included that hundred and fifty pounds was I bought a whole bunch of sort of World War Two basing material, sort of bombed out buildings and road signs, blah blah blah. I can tell all these Blood Bowl players are bored already. Sum it all up. I spent money when I said I wouldn't. <laughs> Classic lie. <laughs> Uh, but back to Blood Bowl-related hobby, um, I decided to take on a commission. So that will be the next project that I'll start after the Imperial Nobles are done. And it's for, now, I want to call him a friend of the show, but neither of us really like him. Oh, look, it's a lie. We do like him. He's a good guy. And I'm just taking the piss because I know he's a listener. But he gets far too much airtime on this show. 
um, <laughs> which pisses me off. But uh, McNaughty, 69, uh, one of Scotland's um, top-end players, hailing from Dundee. Uh, he had a commission floating around for his Dark Elf team uh, that he wants, and that's from Escrivo, isn't it? Yeah, aye, so I mean, I've, I've done... I've done a commission from before. I'm doing another one from just now, but I think he he's obviously kind of angled after uh, getting a couple of teams done, and I just I definitely don't have the time for doing multiple teams uh, in as quick a sort of uh, thing as him. So I think he's he's already spoken to you at the World Cup about uh, yes. doing a commission. Yeah, yeah on a dark elf team. So uh, he yeah he obviously dived into that when he knew you were back painting, which is good. Yep, so yeah, he, like he got it. Monkey. Yep, so he, he got to the front of the line, and um, look, it's the uh, Obsidian Dusk uh, Dark Hill team from Grebo Games, and the miniatures are spot on. I have never helped them before, and I've got one in my hands now, and they are, they're really, really tidy. Um, you know, the, the packaging from Grievo is top end. The quality of the cast that are in metal is top quality. There's, you know, some mold lines, a little bit of flash, but nothing that's too outrageous. Uh, you know, nice touches from Grievo. Uh, the bases that they come on are all um, trademarked for his, his stuff on the bottom. I think that's a really nice touch. Uh, and the team itself comes with, you know, tokens, balls, uh, that sort of stuff. So, no, I'm really happy to be to be painting them um, for them. Uh, we've had we've spoken about different ideas, um, and I'm not going to discuss them on the podcast. But some of these ideas were really good, but really hard to execute uh, in real life. So he's sort of had to accept a bit of a halfway house, um, you know, with what what looks good, what my skills can deliver, um, and, and what suits the models as well. You know, there's no point Yeah, absolutely, force, yeah. No point trying to force a colour scheme on miniatures that, that won't, you know, look good. Uh, so now I'm really happy to be putting a commission in um, for that. And that leads me on to one other little point. During the past couple of months, uh, you know, I've been looking ahead to... Um, my sort of future commission work and I was contacted by the operator of our website now this initially I was had a few reservations but he was um, gathering together contact details for commission painters and uh, there's no charge for being included on his website and he doesn't charge the customers for contacting uh, the commission painters and commissioning them to do work so at the worst, it's a nice website to go to to look at commission painters' projects. At its very best, if you're looking for a painter to do some work for you, you should visit the website. Uh, so if you've got your pen and papers handy, it is www.minis.com. And minis is spelled M-I-N-N-N-I-S.com. Yeah. Uh, clearly, he had some issues getting a web name. God bless him. Um, but I found I found it to be it's a really easy website to use. Phil, I'll send you this guy's details if you want to put your stuff up there. I mean, if anybody contacts you for a commission, all you have to do is say no. 
if you don't want yeah. to. But it's just... Oh no, no. I mean, it's it'd be a useful. It's a useful portfolio for folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, it's it's it, if it's if there's no money changing hands with the website either uh, at present, no, no brainer, isn't it? Really, like yeah, uh, yeah. The guy, his name's Stephen. Um, I can't remember his surname. Sorry, Stephen. Uh, but he's, you know, he's done it. He's built the website from just for 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 the love of it, for the love of painted miniatures. Um, you know, and I was happy to to jump on board. Uh, you know, posting some of my finished projects up there, and you know, if if it generates business, then great. If it doesn't, at least it's another avenue where people get to see you know lots of um, painted stuff, and there is a yeah. lot of good good painted miniatures there. So. Uh, that really sums up the majority of what I've done in terms of you know hobby. It's it's a lot. I've done a lot. Painted, uh, constructed the nobility team, converted a few of them, done some head swaps, uh, general painting. I've also you know I'm on a crusade to sell lots of stuff, you know, or random projects that I'm never going to finish half-used sprues that other people can use for conversions. So, you know, some nights I um, I spend just packaging up random models ready for postage the next day. So, yeah, it's cool. My um, The war chest for buying a 3D printer uh, continues to grow, even with, you know, big expenditures on new new um, bolt-action armies. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really chuffed. Can't wait. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good place to be, and I think uh, for your yeah. first month fully back in into the the hobby side of the hobby mm-hmm. uh the, the kind of real bit rather than the plane no good good shit mm-hmm. um as far as stuff i've been doing goes i've not been as busy as you but i've, I've definitely got made some headway with stuff i'd started painting the uh the grievo black orcs and I got. I, we we discussed this uh, as a, a, in part of our chat, but it's worth discussing here as well. I think because uh, I got to that stage where, like, you know, you're kind of laying down your base colors and yeah. you start yeah, second yeah. guessing your color choices because it looks shit. And you've got to remember at that point, like, if you're doing anything other than a couple of colors and uh, a few random highlights, at that point, what you're doing. If you're going beyond that, is uh, is setting shadows and tone, so it doesn't have to look good. It doesn't have to look anything neat or anything at that point because you've still got a lot more to do in it than that. Um, so I find that that part is a bit of a struggle to push through sometimes, and I very re- I regularly get to a point where I'm just like I've done that and I'm like I'm fucking sick of this. If I have to paint one more of these models right now i'm gonna like have a aneurysm um so i had i had a touch of that with uh, with these ones where i'd uh, primed them and started the skin and i got i got halfway through i did all the orcs and i did the goblins halfway through and i got through and i'm like i need something else here because i'm i need to have a think about how i'm gonna approach the rest of this um, so I bought the Blood Bowl Tree Man, uh, the GW one, uh, just yep. just as a kind of p- palette cleanser. 
um, fully expected myself to just kind of get bored with that and then go back to it. But then when I bought it, um, now I, I I don't know if we discussed it before, but I really like the miniature. It's a, a nice miniature. It looks pretty cool. It's in a decent pose. Um, it was a dream to build in comparison to some of their other shit. Um, and it's got a decent amount of kind of customization and some nice little touches in it. So I, it was a it was really nice to paint. I've I've almost finished it. I think um, mm-hmm. I've just got the sprite to paint. Uh, he's one of the, in one of the the branches and highlight the leaves and then do the the base and then that's it done and it was great i enjoy i've enjoyed painting it um so what you were saying about the what you were saying about the when you get stuck painting and i remember our our chat about this for me and and it was a reminder that it's it's something I've, i've done regularly in the past with the nobility team uh i knew where all the white was going to be. So for the, the I started with a black undercoat. I'm sure I mentioned that previously, but mm-hmm. I knew I knew what was going to be white. So put the layer down, the base layer of grey. Uh, all the armor pieces are the pieces that were going to be sort of the brassy silver that I'm going to create. I knew what they were all going to be, so they got the base layer of brass. Uh, I had previously done all the skin skin tone and skin highlights just. I've got this habit of working from the inside, working outwards. So, you know, the, the details that are recessed furthest into the model, do them first so that you're not sort of reaching in to, to cause yourself painting errors or, you know, limit in the amount of touching up that you'll have to do. So everybody's faces, they're all finished. You just have to do the eyes and the hair. But I got to that point where I was looking at the model, it's like, oh, there's still a lot of black space on the models i don't know how i don't know how they're all going to look and that's very similar to the stage that you're at and what i do to get out of there is that i will pluck a model out of the pile and i will take it um maybe four or five levels more you know so i'll um i did all the the white highlights i did all the purple and the purple highlights Uh, i applied some different colors to the the nobility guys have got some sort of like leather um jerkins underneath their armor uh, so painted that and pushed it pushed one model forward a lot further just so that i could see what the logical next steps were and then i've actually started to go back to the other models and start working through and i think at some point when they're all up to the same standard i will push that other model to the end so that i know what they're all going to look like and what the next stages are, are going to be for the sort of the the little painting sort of factory that needs to happen. So I'm I'm sure other painters and other hobbyists have got their own solutions. Um but that's that's mine. Yeah, so like 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 I like said I, I did I did the tree as a palette cleanser, but after speaking to you about uh, your approach, I went back and um and sort of started focusing on the troll uh, for the team, just so I could get the uh, um, the team colours on the go, um, mm-hmm. and sort of maybe kind of push myself past the kind of the visual block or the creative block that I've got for seeing the next stage. So that that's been coming along pretty well. Um, I finished the skin on it, and um, I've started 
I'd started blocking in the colors on that anyway. And I've got to just move it on to the next stage. Um, decided I'd finish the arm that I was painting separately first to kind of get a feel for the colors, then move on to the rest of the body. And then I'm hoping that that'll kind of give me the next punt I need just to kind of uh, give the, uh, uh, to make a crack on the rest of the, the minis. Um, so that's been quite good. Um, and I've, I've managed to get a reasonable amount done considering I've been really busy at work in the last month. Um, and then I also, like, um, you get a little squirrel miniature for uh, the uh, with the tree man, and you can either sit it on the branches or you can use it as the white dwarf special uh, star player uh, character Acorn uh, for Blood Bowl. Um, so I built a wee diorama around uh, a eviscerated um, human lineman. Um, which I will Lovely. paint up to uh, with the with the squirrel on top of him, which I will paint up to look like one of Gordon's players, uh, yeah. his human team. Yeah, <laughs> and also Gordon. The tree's got one uh, one of the the helmet that's in the tree's branches is uh, the same color as Gordon's team as well. <laughs> uh, just just as a just as a nice little stab uh, to all the times I beat up his team normally. Um, it's 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 uh respectful uh respectful 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 middle finger yeah he he fucking loves it uh but other than that i mean i i haven't i haven't bought much um in the last month i was pretty steadfast in comparison to you i'd i think when we we were on the call last time. I'd already placed an order on pre-order for the Lieber Xenologists. Um, so that's one of the uh, kind of special kind of art books, flavor books that the that Gibbs Workshop do every now and again for things. And um, I got that through, and it's a lovely book. Um, I've got one of the Lieber Chaotica ones for Nurgle that I picked up secondhand not that long ago as well. And this this is just like, a, it's really nicely bound. The cover's great. The art, and it's brilliant. Um, the uh, It's all based off the Blackstone Fortress stuff. So it's uh, the Rogue Trader. Um, it's uh, Janice Drake and that is doing his best. Uh, David Attenborough on all the uh, different types of... Uh, uh, Xenos uh, races that he's encountered uh, within the Blackstone Fortress environment and stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. It's a nice book. But I have not bought any miniatures at all. The only thing that's on the horizon for me uh, is the Seraphon uh, Underworlds band, which has been announced for, I think it's pre-ordered on March 20th. Uh, so that'll be that's the only thing I've bought. The only other things I've been doing are keeping an eye on things on eBay that I that I fancy, but I've not managed to win any of them uh, so far. Um, so yeah, just uh, managed to be pretty good with the not spending on, on minis to, that I won't paint for ages. I I like you. I need to go and clear through some stuff that I'm either never going to paint or um, or are unlikely to paint, and just move it on. Uh, just for space more than anything else because you accumulate a vast amount of shit very quickly. Yeah, and that's, um, that's, that's another sort of running 
theme that I'm going to have over the next sort of bunch of podcasts as I build up to um, pulling the pin and getting a 3D printer is the the exit of old projects. And I've got a few new ideas I want to do as well for spending some money. Yeah, through miniatures. But again, that's all for you know future future podcasts. I am I'm happy with where I'm at just now, and as well with the Imperial Nobility. Um, my sole purpose is was get still to paint them blow the cobwebs off my skills uh, and I will be selling them. I will be selling mm-hmm. these guys pretty much as soon as the varnish is dried and I've done the photography, they will be out the door. Uh, not because I don't want to play Imperial Nobility. Um, I was lucky enough though a couple of years ago to win one of the Blood Bowl Scotland legacy teams uh, which, oh, yeah, the, yeah. which was the Bretonians and I will just use the Bretonians as Imperial nobility. Yeah, pretty much the right thing to do there. Yeah, because um, I've never got the chance to use that legacy team, and uh, and I really do want to use it because I was I was one of the main drivers for picking the color scheme that year. I wanted them to yeah. look like Dur- Duracell batteries <laughs> with the black and gold, <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what I got. And I and I was lucky enough to win it, so I want to use the wee buggers. Yeah, that's it. Um, that, well, that's that's I mean, it for the what's on the table, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think we're listen, mate. When you look at the number of games that we've played, and you look at the you know the real life you know employment that you have to do, the full time parenting that I have to do, and then the you know being fathers in general. Yeah, I think we've done okay, mate. Don't let's not beat yourself up. Aye, it's been a pretty productive month. Um, like I say, both of us have, have been busy outside of uh, hobby-related stuff as well. You know, so yeah. it's not like we're uh, we're at a loss for things to do anyway. But the um, but yeah, as far as hobby stuff goes, I'm pretty impressed what I've managed to do so far this uh, the last month. Um, so that, that's good, and obviously you've smashed it out the park. We're getting up and running again, so yeah, that's good. Yep. So that kind of moves moves us on to the uh like the the bullshit part of the bullshit sandwich. Um yep. it, well it's what the rookie so, coaches have been hanging out. <laughs> the for. rookie coaches, yeah. Let's just go into our deep dive into the goblins. Um fucking love goblins. But 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 how did we get here? What was the votes? Because the, the polls came back. Yeah, so that that's that's been brilliant. So Facebook randomly decided that uh, after we've been whinging um, about it for the past two months to reinstate Facebook polls for groups, which is uh, and pages, which is brilliant because uh, we were getting absolutely hammered with uh, very little traffic on the uh, on the polls themselves, and we ended up with 190 votes this time round, yeah. which is almost back up to where we were before. Um, exactly. And as Al mentioned earlier, we had halflings um, as one of the options and goblins as the other. And the split on that was 59% to the goblins and 41% to the halflings, which was 112 votes for the goblins, 78 to the halflings. So it was quite an impressive victory for the goblins, I must say. I was a little bit surprised, (laughs) actually. Uh, I I thought we might end up with halflings. Um, And uh, both... Thankfully, both you and I are, are goblin players. Yeah, we're we're pro pro green skin, pro green skin. Yeah, 
I've yeah. run them a, a fair bit in leagues and online and stuff like that as well. So yeah, I, yeah. I've um, taken them. I've, I've taken them league wise, and I've I've taken them to the NAF championships as well. So well, uh, I, I was I was planning on having a year of green um, before the um, uh, the pandemic hit. I was going to take them all mm-hmm. year, um, and then just didn't paint a team. And thankfully. Uh, I've kind of moved on to other things, but I will take them to a tournament at some point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's my turn to talk through the positionals this time. Yeah, and you know what? I'm really glad that's the case. Put your yeah. feet up, rookie coaches, or actually, if, if, if you've got the opportunity, pause the podcast now, go take and get comfortable, or take a shit, go and get another beer, or a gin and tonic, or whatever, you know, girly drinks you're drinking. Um, yeah, we've worked balls. up in a frenzy of uh, sexual excitement talking about uh, painting, but now's the time to have a tactical wank as well. Yeah, and I will uh, also put in here is that we are now on episode 12. All the way back, I think, in episode one, we offered a service that we would send you a pair of dirty underwear. Nobody's taken us up on that yet. A little <laughs> bit disappointed, but I'm just yeah. reminding you guys again. Yep, uh, the general public have been saved our Bars Musk. Uh, yes, Look, it's, it's a no questions asked service. We'll pay for the postage, and you get a pair of dirty whatever we're wearing. Yeah, if you want to fix a wank yourself to heaven and back uh, with a pair of their crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then uh, we will not judge you on that basis. Lovely. And so back at the back at the back cave, welcome to goblins. Yeah, uh, take it away. I, I know you were saying you uh, you're glad you're not reading this out because there's so many positionals in goblin teams in comparison to some of the other ones. Yeah. So start with the uh, the kind of uh, the chumps, the zero to sixteen goblin linemen. Uh, they cost 40k, their move 6, strength 2, edge 3+, plus, PA uh, 4+, AV 8+, plus. have dodge, right stuff and stunty as their skills out the box, and uh, have agility as primary and general passing and strength as secondary. Um, you've got 0 to 1 bombers after that, they are 45k. Um, same stats as the Goblin Lineman for everything. The skills are Bombardier, Dodge, Secret Weapon, and Stunty, and they have the same primary and secondary uh, skill access. You then have um, 0 to 1 Loonies, so that's uh, a 40k player. Um, movement 6, Strength 2, Agility 3, plus. Uh, no ability to pass, and then AV8+. plus. They come with a chainsaw and secret weapon and stunty, and access to ability on primary and general and strength on secondary. Um, then you have 0 to 1 fanatics. They're 70k. Movement 3, strength 7, 3 plus agility, no, no passing stat, and then 8 plus AV. They have ball and chain no hands, secret weapons, stunty as skills and traits. Um, then have primary access to strength skills and secondary to agility in general. And then 
On top of that, you have zero to one Pogoers. They're 75k, movement seven, strength two, edge three plus, passing five plus, armor seven, uh, sorry, armor eight plus. Nearly went back to the old armor seven uh, way of saying that, but yeah, armor armor is eight plus. Um, skills and traits are dodge, pogo stick, and stunty, uh, with primary of agility and uh, secondary of general passing and strength. And then you have <laughs> God Almighty, there's so many fucking positionals. Zero to oh. one ligands at sixty five percent, uh, sixty five thousand. Um, they've got uh, six for move, strength to three plus for agility, six plus for passing. And eight plus for AV. They have this dirty player plus one, disturbing presence, dodge, right stuff, and stunty. And then the same primary and secondary access as a standard goblin. So I'd add a primary general passing and strength for secondary. And then you have the zero to one of the Doom Diver at 60k, um, move six. Strength two, three plus agility, six plus passing, eight plus AV with right stuff, stunty and swoop for skills, and then agility for primary skills and general and strength for secondary. And then finally, zero to two trained trolls at uh, um, 115k with. Move four, strength five, five plus for agility, five plus for passing, ten plus for AV. They have always hungry, loner three plus, mighty blow plus one, projectile vomit, really stupid, regen, and throw teammate as skills. And primary uh, uh, is strength access, and secondary is agility, general, and passing. Team rerolls are 60k each. Uh, and they have the access to the special rules uh, associated and star players associated with Badlands Brawl, Bribery and Corruption, and Underworld Challenge. GW uh, sort of deem them as tier three, and they have access to an apothecary. And my God, that was a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, I'm kind of glad that was your call uh, on this, this particular yeah. podcast because uh, the goblins are they're a busy team. For being small and green, but uh, you know they they do pack a lot in. So, that oh, mate, good good times. So, so um, we'll let you talk about what your selection for a league must <laughs> be with that while I uh, rehydrate oh. my mouth. Do we know? Are we not going to do tournament rosters first? No, we always do league first. Do we? Oh, yes. I'm more excited Every for tournaments. Time. Yeah, the league rosters aren't great. But we do. We normally talk about um, the league, which is TV eleven hundred, uh, TV one thousand, or a million gold pieces, and then we talk about skill progression on top of that. So fight away, Al McAllison. Okay. Okay. Let me get my little thing lined up. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing but, but at? What about the, but what about the roster? <laughs> have you, have uh, you got your roster back? Yeah, I do. I do. Just bear with me. I think I've had an error. 
No, I haven't had an error. It's all good. I know what I've done. Good, 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 good. Silly, silly, silly. Okay, so league roster, um, two train trolls. Mm-hmm. I have picked up the loony, so get the chainsaw in there early. Picked up yep. the fanatic, get the ball and chain there in there early. I've got the bomber, want to see the bombs fly. Got the pogoer for a little bit of um, speed, and got the doom diver. So that mm-hmm. the trolls have got something to to throw. And then I have picked up five goblin linemen after that. And then I have got three team rerolls. And that caps out... Oh, no, I've got an apothecary as well. Let's go the apothecary. Okay. Uh, and that caps out at 950. So that leaves me 50,000 in the bank. And I am saving that so that I can pick up the hooligan a little bit later down the line, pretty much. I would hope after the first or second game, I would have sixty-five thousand in the bank to pick up the hooligan. Okay, and you'll also get more than likely get a, a bribe as well. I would guess in your first uh, game for TV as well. Well, that's it. I'll have I'll have inducements. You'll have, um, yeah, you'll get inducements. Yeah, and um, that would yeah, be a bribe. I've gone different. Not yep. not significantly different, uh, but different. Um, so I went down the route of uh, two trained trolls, like yep. you picked up the loony, the fanatic, the doom diver, and the pogo. Uh, but I went with the ooligan, um, mm-hmm. and then seven, seven goblins and three re rolls coming in at one million on the nose. Um, mm-hmm. So, I guess from from reading yours, like I know why you went yours. But do you not feel you're a little bit light on players and heavy on special weapons early on? I got so how many players have you? Have, yeah, 12. how many players have you got? Twelve, and you've got three. Three secret weapons. Yeah. So well, it's, I know it's you've got the. I know you've got the. Yeah, I know you've got the apple. Yeah, because I wanted um, to take trolls. Yeah, and that's legitimately just for the trolls. But I mean, I I kind of I feel with them like early on you've got the you've got regen, and I know regen's not infallible, uh, but it's kind of like a like a basic apple. Um, but it's all always there. I mean, I think get, getting out of the way early. The trolls are the only players I would use a apple on. Yes, because um, everybody are. else is expendable, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's exactly it. Um, when I'm when I was looking at this, twelve players, three rerolls, the apple. Uh, like the first game. I'll get a free bribe mm-hmm. or, or should get a bribe against whatever your first team is because it's league play. You're not going in expecting to win, but I do want to send the team in expecting it to survive. Uh, and, you know, the great thing about this is going to sound so stupid, but the great thing about secret weapons is see when they get sent off, they're alive. Ah, they're, they're not, not dead. Yeah. They're not going to get <laughs> killed. So yep. um, if you can inflict some damage, 
early on with them and then get them sent off, they're safe. I know that sounds really boring play, guys, but Goblin, the life expectancy of a Goblin is about, I don't know, 15 turns, if you're, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've, I've only started off with five of them, but they cost 40,000 each, so you should be able to pick up a few without too much hassle at all. Um, but the one thing that would properly cripple a goblin team early on is if you lose one of the trolls to death. Yeah, so, I, it, that is a gamble, yeah, early on. So I, I, I cannot stomach the thought of um, you know trying to play a league team, a league goblin team with only one troll. Because dead set, once you've lost one, you you will struggle to get the money to get them back, and in the meantime, you'll lose the other one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I could I can see that. Um, the way I looked at now, I mean, I would buy an apple as my first purchase, no mm-hmm. question. So I'm I'd be saving fifty k up for that um, straight away. Um, I think. On the little amount of skills that people have early on, you're probably not going to be coming up against a massive amount of mighty blow and uh, and other kind of inducements against you, like chainsaws and stuff. So I, I I think I would probably ride on my luck a little bit there and hope that I could get two games deep and uh, and have enough for an apple uh, on that and have fourteen players. That and it's interesting you went with a bomber and I I. I used to go with a bomber a lot, uh, but then I've had it fail so many times. Um, I like it, but I don't. I think that would be a second purchase for me, or a repl- if I replaced one of the goblins later down the line, um, I think I would probably go down that route. Um, mm-hmm. I went with the Uligan early on because uh, the fact that it's. I mean, it used to be fairly shit. Like I, I ran it in the old 2016 rules where I had fan favourite rather than uh, dirty player, uh, yes. and dirty player is miles better. I mean, you've literally got a player that you can. Uh, I mean, you've got the the player that you'll gang foul with if you get the right opportunity there once the loonies off. So you can be play that pretty tactically, and you've got a fairly sound uh, fouler for like multiple drives. Um, I know fouling with a 65k piece is maybe not um, as good an idea, but with you, when we move on to skills, I'll explain why it's better, uh, I guess. Um, I think it's it's interesting. We've both kind of gone with everything else, and like I would never not take a chainsaw. I would never not take a fanatic. I yep. did consider not taking the Pogor um, because, the, yeah, but I mean the the movement, the mo- extra movement on that piece and Pogo stick is actually better than leaping now because of the way mm-hmm. it works. So you've legitimately got a good uh, chance of getting away um, if you get caught in a bind there. Then, and I think the Doom Diver is a must, although it's got slightly worse in that Swoop's not as good as it used to be. Um, it's had a double nerf in that you don't get the plus one to landing anymore. And instead of uh, it being uh, 
three in the uh, three uh, roles on uh, the um, throw-in template uh, in whatever direction you want to orientate the throw-in template. It's now D3, if I'm remembering right. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's D3. Sorry, two seconds. I'm just scrolling through my book, scrolling through my book. Yeah, D3 squares in a direction determined by rolling a D6 and referring to the throw-in template. Yeah, so it's D3 now rather than uh, that. So, yeah, I think uh, it's still a must, though, because it's a a much better one turn than the other ones. Yeah, I think for myself, when I put the Pogoer in there, it was the movement, the extra movement, the the Pogo stick skill itself. Uh, He's just a really good disruption piece. For your opponent, yeah, and if you know whatever goblin that you do decide to throw with the ball, uh, the pogoer, you know, really should be around there. Um, if some ball recovery is required, just because he's he's got the movement, he's got the skills to get there. Yeah, that's that's why I've got him. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the reason why I didn't ditch him as well is the extra movement and it's usually the if he's still on the pitch he's the one that you'll recover the ball to do the handoff to the guy that you're throwing so yes that's um, exactly it yeah um so you've got a bit more range with him um so yeah no i think i think both both teams are have got their sound logic i think between the way that we both have uh, approached that i would worry with yours that although you're, you're likely to induce a bribe um you're still going to be two players down automatically for one drive yep. uh, unless you unless you get lucky with argue the call as well and the chances of you not losing another goblin uh, or two during a drive is it's is fairly slim so with 14 it's, my roster's got 14 players um, so there's more chance I think of me uh fielding a full team in the second half um, than there potentially would be on yours. But, you know, I mean, you get games which are, are fine for that and you don't... Armour 7 is quite forgiving. You know, it's... Uh, uh, or AV8 plus, as it is now, is quite forgiving. You know, and, and they've got dodge, so, I mean, it's not like they're... They always go down, uh, but, yeah... Is it, that that would be my concern with your roster, I think. Yeah, but with with the secret weapons I've got, my vision or hope for the this league team is that you would at least remove two or three of your opponent's players in the first half. Yeah, and yeah, and that's it. You know, if you're if you're if that's going your way, like if you if the mighty blow is working um, on the troll hits uh, or the uh, the bombs working and the chainsaws working, then yeah, absolutely. And if you can yeah. chuck in a couple of fouls here and there um, to make it even better, then you're probably going to be stunning players at least a reasonable amount of times. Um, but there is the old, there is still the old chance that they'll completely crap out uh, on yeah. you, and you won't get any of that. I think. Yeah. Um, when when we start talking about because we're going to start talking about skills, like the first sort of five games, what skills we're going to get, yeah. or what you're aiming to get for your league, um, your league goblins. 
the one thing that all the rookie coaches really need to get a handle on, and there's no way around it, is you need to get a handle on the throw teammate procedure for a goblin team. You must, must read it, must read the rules for always hungry. Uh, You need to read the rules for for being uh, stunty. and that and the whole procedure for through teammates the skill itself because they all interact. Uh, yes, because not all the goblins on the pitch are eligible um, for for being thrown. Uh, sorry, I said stunty. I meant right stuff. Right stuff. Right stuff uh, is the relevant aye. skill. Uh, you know, so you need to be able to uh, position the trolls correctly. Uh, have the right number of goblins to recover the ball in the right method, um, you know, so that they can get the ball, they can hand over to the goblin that's going to be thrown because, of course, the the throw teammate is your pass action for that particular turn. Uh, you know, we're not, I don't think we should talk any more about it. I think it's something the rookie coaches themselves should pick up the rule book and read and understand. Yeah, it's definitely, it's key. Uh, to uh, to get in places with uh, with goblins, it'll yeah. get you a one one draw. It'll get you a two one win every now and again. Um, it it'll it, it does it does the stuff for you. Like it's it's just one of those uh, yeah. one of those things um, that you need to, would like need to, to say, nail down. What I would like to say to the coaches is though that yeah, through teammate, you're throwing the goblin with the ball. That's all good. If you really want to have a lot of fun, though, for real shits and giggles, throwing goblins at your opponent, that's also equally as good times. Um, because when they when a goblin lands on a, on an opponent player, I'm pretty sure they both roll armor, don't they? Uh, yeah, so if, if they, they scatter and land in a player that another player's in, uh, the... Um, yeah, you roll armor uh, on the person that's been hit, mm-hmm. but then you also resolve a final bounce for the uh, um, for the goblin. But if you land on another occupied square, you just repeat that process. So you could literally kind of domino uh, like a bunch of players with one goblin, and then at it's... the end of that, you you have your uh, armor roll to. To, to kind of go through as well. So it's it's one of the things that as a goblin player, you've got to remember that it's not just about trying to get the one turn touchdown with the ball. It can be about throwing a goblin at an opponent, an opposing piece, and and a cage. You know, it's and I mean, a cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why why I wasn't so fussed about taking the bomber is because you've still legitimately got that as a as an action that you can take. You know, it's. Uh, um, it does work. You know, even if it just kind of frees up a corner and you can wedge a troll in, um, it's something for the team, the other, the opposition to kind of think about. No, it's it's a it's a really nice kind of thing. It it almost always doesn't go the way you want it to though, because there's so many dice that you've got to roll in it. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a nice a nice kind of option to have as goblins for sure. Skills. I'd, uh went on a total tangent there but the rookie coaches need to read go and read them yeah 
Absolutely. <laughs> read them. Read it up. All right, mate. Tell me your skills. What are your hopes and dreams for your league team? Right. So, um, on the trolls. So I think this is this is a team where TV management is key because you're going to want to try and induce as much as you can, so that you're at least getting a bribe as much as possible. Um, I think you're okay with that fairly early on because there's not so much stuff going going on with the other teams, but there will be a point where gulfs start to open up against you and other teams. And the, I think the having ben, the opportunity the to TV manage that by doing some of the things with the skills it will make a difference. The what benefit for the Goblin there? team, the benefit of the Goblin team is though uh, bribes are only fifty grand. Yes, so that that, that makes it. Uh, a much useful, much more useful tool. Yeah. Um, so in that case, like I, I kind of hummed and hard with this with the trolls, um, whether to just give them randoms. Um, but I still think, uh, like for a first skill, uh, guard is probably a really good thing, um, or potentially brawler if you wanted to kind of make them a little bit less. Uh, sort of re-roll uh, intensive on blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might want to sort of consider adding strong arm to one, given the throw teammate options. Um, but it's it's hard to see kind of past that. I mean, I did consider giving them randoms, randoms sort of uh, strength primary uh, skills just to keep TV down, because there's a few in there that would be, that would be useful. Um, Regardless, there are some that wouldn't be though that, that would just be a a pest. But yeah, so that, that that's there's two options to that, and I would be happy with either really. Um, for the loony, so the chainsaw guy, I think I would give him sneaky git first. If I was lucky enough to uh, drive um, MVP down him for two games and get a skill up. Uh, sneaky Git gives you the um, ability so that you can, if you roll doubles on the armor um, when you're fouling with it, um, you don't Not get sent off um, unless it's uh, an armor break. Is that not right? Uh, when this player performs a foul action, they are not sent off for committing a foul should they roll a natural double on the armor. On the armor. Yeah. Okay, no, yes, yeah. so that, that's that's good. But also, it's got even better in that now yep. it used to just ha- uh, have to stop dead when you were making a foul, but now you can do a drive by chainsaw. Yeah. Just kind of run in there, chugga, 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 chugga on the guy on the deck, and then go and hide behind the trolls. So, what normally happened when you did the foul with the, uh, with the, um, with the chainsaw? Is it was unless you took the player off in the other in in that turn, it was reasonably likely that you were going to get hit against you at some point in the next turn. Either somebody was going to blitz in from the back, or somebody, or they were going to blitz from the guy on the ground after they'd moved some players in, and you were getting two dice in the chainsaw, and it was gone. That's like two turns in. Yeah, unless you were really canny with where the guys fell, uh, which which is was if you know what you're doing, you can you can mitigate against getting a hit but it was always a risk um so sneaky get actually makes that a lot more um safe now um 
I think after that, I'd consider Dodge, but I mean, that's much further down the line, and they're not likely to survive past a, a, a skill up most of the time, I don't think. <laughs> um, Fanatics, I, I would actually consider saving up for a secondary skill here and giving it block. I know it seems like wasted TV on, on paper, but a strength seven piece or six, or whatever it is. Whatever did I say it was? Strength seven. Yeah. The strength seven piece with uh, with block is great. However, if you didn't want to do that and wanted to manage TV, I think Mighty Blow would be the right way to go. Um, no. I'm going to have to... This is something I looked at and read. And they... Uh, there's no point taking Mighty Blow, mate. Because Ball and Chain isn't a block action. Ah, that's this it's just like, uh, this kind of new way that uh, they've worded things that makes yep. it kind of... Because uh, Mighty uh, Blow is when an opposition player is knocked down as a result of a block action. And, so what, then, and then when you've got Ball and Chain, when this yep. player is activated, the only action they may perform is a Ball and Chain special move. Act- yeah. So and it doesn't mention it being. That's right. It doesn't mention it being like combined with a. It being a block. It just the player kind of hits players. Although you are making. Although you are rolling block dice. It's not a block uh, action. Well, no. Actually, hold on. It does actually say they must perform a block action against that player. So if this. Player, mm, is does not, it say that? In the ball and chain skill. If this player would move into a square that is occupied by a standing player from either team, they must perform a block action against that player. So yes, I would I stand by my mighty blow there because of the wording. But I could see how you you arrive at your thing because some of the wording of some of these skills is atrocious for this sort of stuff. Um so I, I think yeah, I think I stand by mighty blow there. Um well, if that's if that is the case, then that would obviously that would change my own skill selection. Yeah, but but I think I think um, I think you could legitimately try and save the what is it for skill points for uh, your first one. Um, it's uh, if it's a secondary skill, it's twelve points. Uh, I think it would be a long slog to get twelve points on a. Ball and chain, unless you were really lucky with casualties early yeah. on. Uh, so I, I think I would probably go mighty blow um, as a primary skill with that one. Uh, the hooligan, I would take sneaky get again because uh, yep. having the dirty player plus one and then sneaky get on top of that makes him a brilliant fouling piece. Um, the doom diver, I would take catch uh, for the first skill. Um, if you he's going to get more touchdowns more than likely than a lot more of your players if he's if you're lucky with him. So the chance of him getting a second skill is pretty high. Um, and I would then take dodge after that for a bit more survivability. But I think catches are is better earlier on because the thing he is doing is going to burn your role straight away is having the ball handed off to him. Um, and if you can remove that. Uh, with the catch uh, re-roll, 
that that makes a bit more difference. Um, Pogo, I'd consider the Pogo saving up for um, Wrestle um, because of the way that that Leap works. Uh, that sorry, that Pogo Stick works because it's a lot better now. Um, and it does give you another option for jumping in and stuff. But then again, you know, I mean, it's 12 points again, um, unless you channel all your touchdowns through that guy and MVPs and you're lucky in, in that respect. It's still quite a long slog and you might want to think yeah. about sprint or sure feet uh, as a first choice for a, um, a primary skill. Um Normal goblins, I would advocate going down the random route to so just choose yep. a random skill and rinse and repeat. If you, unless you get anything, if you get something shit, just fire them and replace them when you've got money. And then for the bomber, I think I would. I, I kind of want to take uh, a bomber just to get a hail mary pass one eventually. <laughs> Uh, but yet again, it's twelve. It's twelve SPP um, to get that now. Um, so it's just a a bit of a. It's a difficult one because there's not really much in in the agility that actually kind of very little that works. Um, I don't know. Maybe in fact, no. Sidestep, but I'd say that's wasted TV. So I think I would probably, I, I would probably try and keep a bomber around for long enough to get twelve points of it, um, yeah. and get Hail Mary pass because it's that's, it's very useful on the bomber. You that's can leave the thing, though, Phil. And miles away, They're, you're not going to be able to keep them around for that long. That's the good thing about this new skill up system, Phil, is that. You know, I was looking at the bomber as well, and I'm looking at the skills I would give them, and I'm not assigning any skill to them at all. Yeah. Because, you know, see, like in the old system, when you got to six SPPs, you had to skill up. So your your TV would increase, it had to increase. Whereas you can, yep. sit, you can sit on the star player points and not spend them until you get, what is it, 18? And you have to, you have to spend it on something? Yeah, it's something like The that, first yeah. skill? So you can just sit on them and uh, and not spend them. So he might die with them unspent, sell a V. Um, yeah. Or you actually do make it to to get your Hail Mary pass or uh, you know one of your sort of high end sort of doubles or, or old school doubles you would refer to them as. So so you know you're not you're not your hand isn't forced all the time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you do have a lot more scope that now. Um, like you said, um, I think uh, you can keep an eye on that. I think it's a lot to put in a piece. So my worry with the, with the bomb is if you save up for a Hail Mary pass, you're sitting on a 95k player who is only going to play be a third of your your game yeah. realistically at most of the time. Um, and that's forty k. It's it's almost a bribe. Um, in terms of uh, the extra TV 
uh, for the secondary skill. But there are no, there are very little in the way of, of primary skills that are worth that are worthwhile taking uh, on a bomber. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I might, I might chance it. Um, I don't add the bomber until after I've got the apple, so it's not really something I'd be looking at, like more than likely in uh, early in the in the season. Uh, it's probably going to come in um, after I have to replace a goblin. Um, but yeah. yeah. So how about yourself and the skills? Are you much different from me? Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly different. So I don't, I don't have a hooligan to start with. Yeah. Um, he would get added sometime around game two or three. But uh, And I agree that his first skill, whenever he arrives, would be um, Sneaky Gap for that, yeah. that, that combo of skills for him. Uh, when it came to the two trolls, uh, I, I didn't differ from you. Uh, guard and strong arm to increase the uh, throwing ability and the blocking ability, yeah. which would be fine. Um, when it came to the chainsaw, I know that you gave him sneaky get, but I would go dodge first, just so that his movement is more guaranteed and more fluid. Um, you know, your 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 call with sneaky get being able to jump out uh, and do the, the foul and then disappear back, totally fine. Um, and I would make that his second skill if he was ever lucky enough to make it that far. Uh, cruising yeah. down um, the Fnatic, look, we had that discussion. The way, I, the way I've read the rules is that the uh, mighty blow ball and chain thing didn't work anymore. Um, but again, having that open discussion with yourself, you know, if they move in, it's a block action. Yep, they've they've screwed the pooch with the warden. Um, if that was the case, though, then you're fucking right. He would get mighty blow. No question about it. Uh, the bomber we've discussed together. The pogo, or what you you were talking about, sprint, weren't you? So uh, initially, I said it, it might be worth kind of uh, saving up for a wrestle. Um, yep. on a secondary skill but yeah I mean I considered sprint and sure feet as well as yep. options I I labelled jump up next to him yeah that, that's another good one yeah I think that's a, that's a positive thing um, given just, his movement yeah just to make sure that his movement is always maximised um, yeah you know because you know sprint and stuff are really good but if you're having to stand up for you know movement three and then do your moves, or you can jump up and you've got your full movement seven to 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 shoot off, uh, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the doom diver, you're absolutely right. Catch is a legit uh, skill because he's he's a he's going to be a the the last ball handler in the chain of ball handling. Uh, mm-hmm. But for the life of me, I'm looking down when he actually lands and has to move. So I've given him dodge. And my thinking here is, and it's something the rookie coaches will have to look at as well, is that you're not always going to be throwing him with the ball. Sometimes you'll throw him to disrupt your opponent picking up the ball. And and from in my mind, they have to get there. And that's why uh, the pole goer's got to jump up. And the Doom Diver gets dodge. 
I'm looking more for uh, stopping my opponent's scoring and disrupting them, picking up the ball. Yeah, I think the the, the reason I didn't, the reason I would wouldn't choose dodge in that in in that circumstance is because when you're so when you're trying to score, if you set it up properly, uh, you're probably going to be trying to sail straight into the end zone if you're scoring with them and landing in the end zone or getting through it. You're not going to have, um, unless they've got a full backline uh, defence, um, which is fine. Uh, I can totally see the, the point and dodge for that as well. Uh, but if you're landing you're, you're... in a tackle zone, if you're landing in a tackle zone, you first got to make the landing anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah bo- both are totally are, are legitimate because... Both are re-roll fails. One, but your dodge allows what you're saying you to about take a separate re-roll. Um, what you're saying though about landing in there. what you're saying about landing in the end zone that's that's old school thinking though, mate. Because your your um, your swoop only gets you d three moves. D3 yeah, squares. but you're gonna yeah. So, but you're gonna plan that. Um, you're gonna plan that as much as you as you can, I guess. So that, yeah, but how are you, but how yeah, are you gonna well, plan that I, though? Well, you can you can still choose the direction that you're going in. So if uh-huh. you've got to make three, um, you can go sideways as well. Can you? I think you have wow. to go forward. Uh, I'm pretty you? sure you always you have to go forward. Uh, no, I think you can choose the direction. You can still choose the direction. Whoa. Fuck knows. Maybe I've read that wrong. I think I think it's a you have to go forward. Let's fucking crack a rule book and have a fight. Fuck yeah, listen up with coaches. Oh no. Um, so here we go. So you may place the throw in template over the player facing forward either end uh, forwards. Sorry, facing towards, towards either end zone either, or either end side. zone or either side line as you wish you can still choose the direction you're going in so you can but still get a better directionality but, but the only but problem you, is if you but you can't hmm? change it are you still there Phil? yeah yeah so yeah no no I got you alright so then the player then moves from the target square in a direction determined by roller he's like, uh, yes okay well, it, it, that's poorly worded again as well, then, because it doesn't say it doesn't say you don't reset the direction, but it doesn't say you do. Yeah. Well, I would I would say that it's a motion in a set direction. But it says there, um, yeah. I so I I I agree with you having read the second bit there. Um, so you're rolling the d6. So you choose to. So say you chose to go sideways, you would continue going sideways, and you would just yeah. if you roll the three times, yeah. So yes, in that respect, yeah, I think you dodge might make a bit more sense. And I, yeah. I think given given that you given that it's a it's a built-in reroll, and then that frees the reroll up for the catch. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I think dodge might be a better first choice in that respect. Yeah. And then I should jump. I should jump in that. and remind the rookie coaches that neither myself nor Phil discussed these beforehand, and you just so that you get to hear conversations like we just had. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I think. So that, I think. 
on yeah, I think I think that's that's the important thing is because we like like rules and things like that at the moment are still fairly fresh as well. So we're kind of we're all kind of finding our feet around the the way that some of these yeah. things have been worded as well and and slight changes to things. So mm-hmm. uh, I think with that with that context. I'd probably agree with you on that, uh, and that dodge might be might be better. Although you can't use more than one reroll in a turn now, so you could fail the uh, the catch, reroll that, make the rest of the chain land in a tackle zone, fine, and then reroll the dodge if you needed to get out as well. If you still had rerolls, but yeah. you're more like. It's you're better having the dodge reroll built in for that part because then you don't it's have un- to. unmodified. Yes. So I think yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, for that, yeah, dodge. Dodge probably first in these in this yeah. instance then then catch. And it also means if you've got a field him um before then, he's uh less likely to get targeted for taking off and go yeah. off because he's got that defensive element of dodge. And what you were saying about the goblin lineman going random? Yep. Just yeah. let it fly. Random first skill. Random random path of development and just see what you get. Because uh, the chances of them surviving, you know, it's... The rookie coaches should get a really big um, sort of list of good goblin names because you're going to use them all. Yes. Uh, or, you're not... You're not going to be starting with most of the same players that you had at the start of the season. Yeah. Or, that much is true. Or, or just get the list of you know a hundred popular baby names from whatever year you were born in, and just start at A and just work your way down and see how far down the list you get. <laughs> yeah, and the chances of them getting a second skill are fairly yeah. slim. But yeah. also, if you do, if you get a second skill, it's another random for me. Yeah, but. Uh, I'll just keep piling them through, and but I think for the sake of uh, TV management, um, if you've got money and you want to keep uh, keep things going, uh, or you you know it'll get you an extra bribe in the next game, for example, then uh, definitely fire and rehire uh, if it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think skills were not too far apart on them. Uh, there's the, there's no. a couple of variances in there, but yeah, it makes a it makes a, a fairly standard skill path. I don't think it's worth um, spaffing up TV on um, um, the uh, um, coaches and sideline stuff, sideline stuff, and things like that, or 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 what have you. Um, I think the only thing that you're going to spend any money on is apples. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that uh, that pans out um, cool. as as a season goes on. So now, I guess we're moving on to um, the, the tournament. tournament rosters. Yeah. So as always with tournament rosters, we are basing our tournament rosters on the NAF Championships 2020 rules pack. Yes. Uh, so that is um, affording us 1.1 million gold pieces. And goblins are classified as tier three uh, mm-hmm. for that rules pack, and so tier three entitles them to six normal skills and two uh, two secondary skills. 
that can be distributed a maximum of one skill per player. Yes. That covers it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Love it when yeah. I get that bit right. <laughs> I love it when we remember to remember to remind <laughs> everybody. So is it is it me to launch into my my tournament roster first? Uh, yeah, you went first in the last one, so yeah, go first in this one as yeah, well. Me, 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 me. Uh, so two, two trolls. Yep. I have got the Doom Diver, the Looney, the Fanatic, the Bomber, the Hooligan. Yep. I have got six Goblin Linemen. Yep. I have got four Team Rerolls. I have got two Bribes, and I had ten grand left, so I bought a Tier Leader. One point okay. one. Well, that's interesting. Right. Okay. I've gone completely different. Wicked. What have you got? Right. So I have two trolls. Yes. Looney, Fanatic, Hooligan, Doomdiver, Bomber, six goblins, two rerolls. Hack Flem Scuttle Spike to start player and a bribe. Right. Okay. So, as far as skills, what did you choose for skills? Give me two seconds. I want to see Half Helm Hack, hack Flem Scuttle Spike. Okay, um, Alright, skill-wise, I can talk skills. So I used my two secondary skills and gave each of the trolls block. Okay. I have then, with the Doom Diver, I stuck with Dodge, uh, based upon all the reasons that I spoke, we just spoke about. With the Chainsaw Looney, uh, I gave him Dodge. You know, again, for all the reasons that we, we just spoke about. Uh, Hooligan, uh, I gave him a sneaky get for all the reasons that we previously spoke about. Mm-hmm. And then I got into the goblins. And, uh, you know, because obviously I haven't got the, um, what do you call it? I didn't take the pogoer in this tournament roster. So... One goblin got a sprint, one goblin got a sidestep, and one goblin got a jump up. Okay. Just so that I've got the spread. Um, I've got the spread of, you know, those three goblins. I would anticipate uh, going downfield in support of the Doom Diver or being thrown downfield uh, and then just sort of hoping for the, be- <laughs> hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, but I've got the four, the four team rerolls. And the two bribes, so I would anticipate the, uh, the, you know, two out of three secret weapons making it through. Um, and I would anticipate those secret weapons going into the, you know, the second half would be the uh, ball and chain and the bombardier because the chainsaw he'll fucking cut himself, no no danger, <laughs> he'll he'll gut himself so quick, um, it'll be unreal. Uh, but that's that's my thought process there. Okay. I think you've so, got a more exciting conversation coming up, though, don't you? So, I mean, as far as skills go for me, I've gone slightly different as well. So I've gone 
block on one troll and guard on the other. So I've used one secondary skill and one primary skill there. Um, I've gone the other um, secondary, I've put Hail Mary Pass on the bomber. Um, and then I've put Sneaky Get on both the Looney and the Hooligan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess, again, for the reasons that we spoke about. Yeah, just I, I'm maximising removal potential here uh, for yep. for these guys. Um, and then I've gone with Fnatic on, uh, it's got Mighty Blow for the same reason uh, for you removal. See, I never put Mighty Blow on him because of the conversation that we had previously in the podcast, thinking that it wasn't applicable. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, and, when we get to the Doom Diver, I'm the same, like I put Catch, uh, but I think I would probably change that to Dodge uh, yeah. on these circumstances. Uh, but he doesn't get the stunty dodge uh, for uh, for going through tackle zones. So what I think I? because he's got, um, uh, I think unless they've changed that, he's he's um, got stunting. I think swoop used to mean that he couldn't. Um, you didn't get the stunty dodge. Maybe that's changed. That's, um, that's totally, totally gone from it. The only thing that Swoop ever discusses is the movement when you're getting thrown. Well, that's great. Well, if that's the case, yeah, I would definitely change that to dodge then um, yeah. for that. So that that's not so bad. Um, and then the only skill I've put on any of the goblins is one of them I've given dive and tackle. Um. I haven't bothered with any other things yep. with that. But I mean, I, I've kind of thought, well, re-rolls wise, most of my ball carrying is going to be done by Hackflem because um, he's got a pretty epic range in terms of movement. He's also got uh, a de- he's, he's also a decent strength and he's also got um, extra arms as well. Um, mm mm-hmm. So, uh, so he's use, he's very useful uh, to receive the ball um, from like a, another goblin, uh, or he's uh, he's fine for carrying the ball with the fact he's got dodge and he's adds do you, two. Do you want to talk two heads as well? Talk through Hack Flame Shuttle Spike because he's on page one hundred and thirty one of the rule book. Yeah, so Hack Flame Scuttle Spike is move nine, strength three, ag two plus. Passive ability three plus AV eight plus, and then his skills wise, he's got dodge, extra arms, loner four plus, prehensile tail, and two heads. And then he's also got a special rule which is treacherous, which is once per game if a teammate is in an adjacent square to Hackflem in a position of uh, in possession of the ball. Sorry. When Hackflem is activated, that player may immediately be knocked down and Hackflem may take possession of the ball. No turnover is caused as a result of using this special rule. So he basically just lays out a goblin uh, and takes the ball off him and then he can run away. You see, uh, that's really, that's a really, really good ability. Yes. So, I mean, I know you can only use it once and I think we're yet, we're, we're yet to be in a position where we know for a fact that stars are going to be regularly allowed at tournaments and special rules are going to be allowed 
even if they are allowed. Um, so we'll have to, to suck it and see with that. There might be circumstances. I know, for example, UKTC uh, isn't allowing stars in it uh, when it runs um, in 2022. So um, you wouldn't be able to use this particular build with that. Um, but yeah, I think he offers a lot that the goblins don't have. He's got good movement. He can recover a ball very easily. So say if you got lucky with a bomber and took out a cage, if you've got him in the right position, he can be in there picking up a ball. If Because uh, he's, remember, he's got two heads and he's edged two plus. Uh, so he's picking up an tackle zone on a three, but he can dodge through like multiple tackle zones uh, with a good uh, good bit of range there as well. You know, and still he's still got dodge built in as well. So I I like him for 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 both recovery of the ball and for ball carrying. Uh, he's also reasonably good on defence as well. That prehensile tail, if you tie tie that in with dive and tackle in a chain. So think about that kind of in in, a, in terms of placement. So maybe park sort of a la, as a last ditch, park hack flame on the player and then have dive and tackle in one of the squares that they would dodge to. They've yeah. then got a pass, pass the, they get the minus one for the prehensile tail and they dodge the first time, plus the tackle zone of the, the goblin. And then if they manage to make their way through that, they've probably burned dodge at that point and you can use dive and tackle. Um, so a, a careful placement of those two players has got good synergy as well in that, I think. I mean, Folk will obviously try and kind of punch out of their way of, of hack flame, but he's got dodge, uh, so they're going to have to knock him down um, or make another dodge anyway. So it's... Uh, and, if, and they're going to have to commit other players into um, making it a two dice and then if they do fuck it up and go down uh, then he's away with the ball in the next turn he's, he's well placed so I think he's a, he's a good player that they've got access to yeah um, you've, you've, you've got I think you've got the roster I think you've got the right roster I think if I wanted to try and be competitive, I think the only thing that's, that worries me is the re-rolls. And I did hum and ha about that because, I mean, you can probably um, cut something else in there and get uh, take the bribe out and put uh, a third re-roll in. But I like the bribe because I would use that on the chainsaw if he was still alive. Yeah. Um, but if not, I would use it on the bomber to keep the Hail Mary pass uh, available. Because... Uh, that would be that shits people up. You just park it in your own, well deep in your own half, and you just throw bombs at their players, wherever they are on the pitch. So it really it makes placement of their of the opposition's players very uh, heavy on the old thought process early yeah. on in the game. I guess um, the only issue, and then, and then you've got, and then you've got uh, Hackflem to kind of sneak it, uh, sneak it. If you've got him in the right place. And you take out a back line, you can dodge through and be away and with the ball. Um, and then, if you, once you've got the ball, you can part shitty goblins on players to make them have to dodge to try and knock you down. So, yeah. yeah. When I saw that you could take him, um, it was an instant uh, choice for me. 
I know we we'd had kind of discussions separately about the star players and the lack of like the classic goblin star players like your um, bomber drivel snot, uh, scraphosaur head, uh, Noblet black war, and um, yeah, what's this? What's the other guy? Fungus, fungus the loon, but fungus the loon. Like Noble Blackwart's ace being a blodger um, in the old uh, rules, so you kind of miss him as a chainsaw player option. But I think for the extra sixty k, Hackflem really kind of opens up a whole heap of stuff that you never have with a goblin team. And I didn't feel uh, bad for not taking the pogo player as a result because that movement nine versus movement seven, the extra strength. Uh, the the better agility and the other stuff he can do. Yeah, I think if I was trying to be competitive with goblins, that's the way I would go. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's a good roster. I think the the good conversations we've had here with a few, you know, skill adjustments on both sides, but I think the um I think the roster that you've presented to the rookie coaches would be the optimum roster for what we have currently available at the moment. Uh, in terms yeah. of in terms of star players and other sort of fruity fruity edition options, that's good good work, mate. And I think I think I didn't going back to the rules. The reason I wasn't so fussed about only having two is that most of what you've got in there is built in. Like most of what you're going to be doing, you've got rerolls built in for. So dodging, um, blocking with one of the trolls. The only thing you're going to save those rerolls for really is your one turn touchdown attempts yeah um so i mean if you can get to uh a, a position where you've got a one turn touchdown and you've got two re-rolls to spend at the last turn to make it i think you've got a reasonable chance of making that yeah so yeah i think a site the only thing i would change is, is like i said the doom diver would get dodge instead of catch yep no good work mate so goblins uh what's your actually when it comes to goblins and the like we should probably give them two ratings for their ability to win a tournament overall and also <laughs> their ability to win the stunty cup stunty cup yeah because i know that we've discussed the stunty cup with um with the rookie coaches and any good or any sensible to will run a stunty cup for the the best stunty team in the yeah. in their competition because uh, it, it encourages the stunty teams to turn up and have fun. So, uh, look, you know, to win a tournament overall with goblins, I would struggle to give you anything more than one. Yeah, I think you're right down at the bottom of the pile there. I think if you if you take it into the context of the other teams that are sort of cir- uh, circling the drain down there, they're not as bad as ogres. Um, yeah, they're they're probably better in a tournament setting than snotlings, and they're probably better in a tournament setting than um than Blood Bowl twenty twenty vamps, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but however, still... however, you're still right at the bottom. I would say probably a two. I would be if I was going to put something on there, I'd say a two. Um, yeah. They're well, not quite. They're not quite as good as halflings, though, as far as stunty teams go. Well, well, that's that's it. And then this next vote, 
you know, for winning the Stunty Cup against all the other Stunty teams, uh, you know, goblins are goblins are going to be like an eight. Yeah, I think they would they would definitely be in with a good shout. They would be better better placed than the other two teams that I mentioned, uh, the Snotlands and the yeah. uh, the Ogres, unless. Um, you were talking about tiebreakers revolving around casualties and how they were scored. Um, obviously, you've got you've got more strength players on an ogre team than you do on a um, goblin team. Um, and if you're making if casualties are built into the scoring mechanism and it's only blocking cash, you're more likely to get high cash on an ogre team. Hundred percent. But you're more likely to win games, I think, with the goblin team. Uh, you are with the uh, the ogre team, um, and the same with the Snotlands. Really, I think um, although Snotlands are good, like I think they're an interesting team to play as and uh, and against. Um, I just don't think they get enough inducements and um, that will make a difference in a tournament, unless you're playing another stunty team, of course. Yeah. But I still think halflings are, are up there. I'd, I'd maybe agree with an eight. Yeah, eight. Eight would be nailed on for the stunty, um, for the stunty sort cup. of thing. I, th- I, I think Halflings would probably have more of a chance given their, what they can take. Um, but yes, yeah, I, I agree completely with that. Uh, but they're going to be right up there in the stunty cup pushing for, if, for that. Yeah. yeah, if you want to win a stunty cup, you take Halflings. Yeah. I, and and I, I, now we've got the, the sort of Stuff out the window there. And we've kind of touched on uh, star players a little bit already, and I think we normally kind of go through what other ones are available. Um, you do actually, you've got quite a decent range of star players and what they and what they can be used for for the uh, the goblin access, the access to Badlands Brawl and uh, Underworld Challenge. It gives you hack phlegm if you're wanting to try and score your way through a game but I think Glart's also really useful in, uh, uh, if you come up against a team that's got um, uh, lots of uh, sort of reasonable armour mm-hmm. no, I, I had a look at Glart thinking thinking of the possibility of them yeah but then he's when a little it came, bit more expensive than Hackflam though so I think yeah, um, yeah. Well, I guess I was. If it comes to model removement, you know, you've already got chainsaw, ball and chain yeah. bombs. You know, you just what more do you need? I mean, the other thing that you could do. I mean, you you will potentially come up against teams where you've got as much as two hundred eighty k to induce, and I think Varag would be a really good option to carry the ball if you've got the mm-hmm. opportunity to, to induce him. Uh, but there again, though, I mean, if I'm sitting there and looking at uh, 180 for Hack Flem, and then two bribes on top of that uh, as the cost of Varag, I think I would probably take Hack Flem and two bribes. Yes. Yeah, be weird. I wouldn't bother with any of the other star players. Black Gobble might be okay. Oh, look. I tried to work a tournament build with him in it, but they're just he strips out so much. Yeah, yeah. Stripped out too much. And then you know, I couldn't really get any synergy with anything anything nah. left in the team, I, so 
I know he's not got secret weapon and he's got like stab and bombardier um, and disturbing presence and sneaky it and sidestep and he's got a special rule which allows you to take two fouls in the, the, the turn as long as he's taken one of them. Yep. But he is expensive, like 225. I think you can probably get a lot more bang for your buck with other things. Yeah. And then I wouldn't touch Wreck and Crumble, but I don't think nah, it would either. Yeah. And Morgue's going to be still too expensive. You'd be better taking uh, Varag and a, a bribe, I think, rather than taking Morgue. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's it. That's us at the end of the rookie coaches section. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was good for us there to have a bit of a to and fro over the rules and the selections. And I think that's the the first time the rookie coaches have heard us sort of have a real real stab at one another, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that's good because we we both came out with some some learnings and some adjustments there. So, you know, the the only real thing is Oh, the only thing I want to bemoan is the again that lack of other star players because I remember yeah. when I took the goblins to the NAF championships and I just had so many secret weapons and bribes and fucking crazy shit and I just I, I was I was everything or nothing I was an absolute hero or or there was the game where I took out eight of my own players <laughs> through. Through fouling, through injuries, through bombs, through chainsaws going astray, through getting eaten by trolls, uh, I took more of my own players off than my opponent did, and it was hilarious. Yeah, even back in the the old kind of setup where you could kind of, it's almost like you could upgrade your star players. Uh, sorry, your your secret weapons if you wanted as well. Like so, you could go down the route of, um, you could take two fanatics, or you could just upgrade your your fanatic to fungus the loon and get that extra move and the mighty blow built in um and then you could do the same with uh, the bomber you could upgrade into bomber dribble snot and get accurate in there as well so kind of like um yeah it was there was a couple of ways you could play it with the old star players which made it a lot uh, a lot more palatable um and it gave you a lot more toys to play with and like you said it was entertaining where you had that one turn maybe where you just obliterated the other team like in a a tournament that might only happen once and the rest of the time it will all just implode every game uh, which is which is fun as well watching it happen because that's something that's worth saying as well you're not likely to take the goblin team expected to be competitive you got that from our ratings and the likelihood that they're going to win um, so you're you're aiming to have fun and to do bullshit. That's what you're looking for, I think. And then, so with with that all being said and done, mate, section four best endeavors. Yes. What are we gonna What, what are we gonna try and actually achieve for the next podcast? Well, um, I think I'm, I think. For me, I'm just going to try and finish those Black Orcs or at least get much further down the line with them. Um, and then I'll have likely finished the Tree Man as well. And then I'm going to start putting together those bloody Grebo Lizards as well. Uh, but that that's the kind of main the main things for me. How about yourself? Uh, Imperial Nobles, get them finished. 
and I can I can I can really see that happening for them. Uh, I'll have a good run at it now. Um, between now and the next podcast, I would like to get the Dark Elf team constructed, based, cleaned up, and ready for being primed. Okay. I know that you've spoken that the uh, Lizardman team that you've got to construct is quite difficult. Uh, yep. I can assure you that the Dark Elves or the Obsidian Dusk theme from Grebo are not difficult to yeah. get together. Yeah, I've got them as well. And they, they were they were plain sailing. Same with the Black Orcs yeah. uh, team, which is Grebo that I've got plain sailing. The, the Lizardmen seem to be a, a bit of an anomaly uh, in their range. And the, uh, they've gone really heavy on the parts count. So, but yeah. one of the things I'm I'm going to keep on going with is just the selling off of, you know, old dead projects and sort of out of date. I've got a whole stack of out of date um, Warhammer Forty Thousand codexes and army books and paraphernalia. I just shuffle that. Like at the moment, I'm selling three codexes a week uh, on eBay. Just you know, putting them up for auction. Uh, you know what, I might only get like two or three pounds for each one, but they're from the seventh edition of 40k. I don't care. Just take up space, get rid of them. The only, it, yeah. keeping, the only ones I'm keeping are um, Space Winning Codex, the Blood Angels, and uh, any Eldar Codex, because they're my, they're, they're my favourite armies. They're your teams. Yep. They're my teams. Everybody else can fuck off. You know, yeah. the best example... Is I sold tonight as we were recording a whole bunch of um, uh, auctions completed, and it's the th- it's three supplement codexes. So it's Sentinels of Terra, Spaceman Codex supplement, uh, the Farsight Enclaves Codex Tau Empire supplement. Uh, the Tau one, yep, yep, and Crimson Slaughter. Codex Chaos Space Marine Supplement, and they were all the limited edition with the um, dust cover oh, uh, slips. So two of them, one of them went for two pounds, one of them went for four pounds, and one of them went for you know a tenner. But you know yeah. what? Don't care. Get rid of them. See you later. Yeah, like um, I said, I need I need to do some of that as well. Um, I've got plenty of stuff kicking about that I could get shot of. Exactly. But that's that's my best endeavours, mate, so fun times. Yeah. That's us. We're Good. pretty much All at right. the end of the podcast now. Fantastic. So, yeah. Well look, Phil, been a pleasure as always. Thank you for um for hitting us up again for episode twelve and thank you to the rookie coaches. And yep. if you made it this far, good night, goodbye. Yep. Cheers folks.